You are listening to Your Family Matters, all things marriage, divorce, and co-parenting with your host, Naomi Douglas, marriage coach and divorce coach. This is Podcast 5, Conduct Your Divorce with Clarity. Thanks for joining me. I'm really glad you're here. Today, I will talk about some key things you need to know in order to conduct your divorce with clarity. I will speak about some of the key mistakes that people make that you want to avoid. I will explain what you want to avoid and how to do that. I will give you practical suggestions as well as give you a bigger perspective that you probably have not had before. First, I want to speak in general about divorce. Not only is divorce a very upsetting time of life, which represents a personal crisis of some form, it's also a time when just about everything in your life is on the line. Your home, your assets, your security, your family, your children. A good rule of thumb in life is not to make any big decisions when you're upset or confused, emotional, or stressed. Well, never is there a time of life when you are more likely to be all of those And you have to make numerous major life decisions, probably more than at any other time of life. This is not good. In fact, putting aside death and serious illness, it doesn't get much worse. I'm not saying any of this to make you feel bad. I'm only acknowledging the truth of the matter so that you stay alert and receptive to important information that can protect you from unnecessary loss and damage during a divorce. I want to talk to you about the dangers of escalating the conflict, how conflicts escalate, why you do not want the conflict to escalate, and the actions you can take to minimize the conflict. There are numerous reasons why you do not want the conflict to escalate. Before I talk about these, I want to make it clear to you that if you're in the early stages of separation and you feel that you're not at risk of much conflict, I can say, first of all, that is a great place to be. However, please don't make too many assumptions. So many couples start off this way and then quite quickly head down a slippery slope. So if you are in a no-conflict or low-conflict situation, you need to actively preserve this position. You need to be determined to make sure it stays this way. You need to protect the situation. One reason you do not want conflict to escalate is that it can spiral out of control. It can take you by surprise. There is so much going on during a divorce that once things flare up, a forest fire of mammoth proportions is possible. 
This is a delicate ecosystem you're living in. Don't light matches and stay vigilant. When people are angry or upset, they can be prone to feeling conflictual. It's like wanting to put those boxing gloves on and have a fight. In this frame of mind, a common thing to think is that if you go to court, you're going to win. You feel strong in your position. You back yourself for victory. There are some real drawbacks to this mentality. One is that the family court is unpredictable. Things might seem crystal clear to you that can only be turned upside down inside of a family court. Even if going to court is something that you see as inevitable in your circumstances, you still want to keep the conflict down as much as possible and streamline your focus. There's a lot I can tell you about how to go about things if you're going to court, but that goes beyond what I can cover in this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to catch future episodes where I'll go into depth on certain issues. Legal costs can be unbelievably high in family law matters, so you really want to keep the conflict to a minimum. Also, do not underestimate the cost to you of the stress, time, and energy a legal battle will take from you. The more the conflict escalates, the less your ex-spouse will cooperate with you. The less likely they will be to listen to what you have to say, to take into consideration any of your points of view, or to help you in any way. I'm not even going into the impact conflict could have on children. That is something I talk about in a lot of other podcasts. I hope you're beginning to understand how important it is to avoid escalating conflict. I can tell you it's more important than a lot of things you might be thinking are important. There may be some particular issues that you feel ready to go to war over. Okay, I don't know your situation, but I can warn you that in many cases, these issues are in fact not as important in the long run in the big picture, as keeping conflict to a minimum. So if you're thinking about doing something, ask yourself, is this likely to increase conflict? If the answer is yes, then think very carefully before proceeding. Or better yet, seek professional advice and assistance. This is, some, this is the kind of thing I help people with as a divorce coach every day. And I'm not telling you to just give way all the time. That's not what it means. But you need to learn how to go about um, choosing which boundaries to set and how to do it so that you don't end up in a real battle. Now I'll speak about some of the ways you can reduce the possibility of an escalation of conflict. The first has to do with temporary arrangements or temporary agreements. It usually takes quite a while to finalize permanent agreements, so it's often necessary to live with some temporary arrangements or agreements in the meantime. What you want to avoid during these temporary arrangements is causing your ex-spouse to become hysterical or desperate. 
Bear in mind, when people feel desperate, they're likely to take desperate measures, and you do not want this to occur. For your own sake, as well as for everyone in the family, you want to be dealing with a reasonable and calm person as much as possible. Now, when it comes to questions of who's going to stay in the family home, you will want professional advice for your unique circumstances. This is an important decision which could have consequences down the track. Another thing that can really escalate conflict is the involvement of lawyers. You are most likely going to use a lawyer. The question is when, how, and why. It's one thing to seek some legal advice, which is something you will want to do. It's another thing to be represented by a lawyer. If communication stops happening directly between you and your ex and starts happening through lawyers, this can escalate conflict quickly. As the legal system is adversarial in nature, And it's easy to become angry and upset when receiving a letter from a lawyer. That is not to say this won't happen. Many of my coaching clients are being represented by lawyers. This is when it's most important, in my opinion, to be working with a divorce coach. And it's very likely that you will save more money than you spend by working with a coach at this point. A third factor that escalates conflict that I want to mention is what I call bringing the other in. What I mean by the other is a new boyfriend or girlfriend. One of my clients is recently separated, and he has a complicated property settlement to work on. He mentioned to me that he thought he should probably let his ex know that he would be starting to date other women. I said, Absolutely no. Do not mention that to her and make sure you're not seen by her or people who know her with another woman at this point. Nothing's more likely to inflame an ex and make them unreasonable and uncooperative than the complex feelings of jealousy, grief, and anger that are likely to arise in the face of seeing their ex in a new relationship or thinking about their ex in a new relationship. You might be ready for your freedom, but I can tell you, you really want to get everything in place for your future before you add too many complexities to the mix. Now, I'll give you some suggestions of things you can do to conduct your divorce with clarity. The first is to recognize what I call your patterns of destruction. We all have our blind spots, our not-so-well-developed parts of ourselves, our negative patterns of behavior. These are the things that one way or another probably contributed to the marriage breakdown. And I call them your patterns of destruction because they can wreak havoc. You do not want the divorce to be an extension of your marriage. Inevitably, the unresolved issues from your marriage are going to show up during your divorce, usually even worse than they were before. You do not want to play these things out during divorce. It will only get you into trouble. I'll give you some examples. Let's say you're 
angry, very angry about the divorce in general, or um, you've been angry during the marriage a lot. Now you tend to express that anger by fighting, by opposing your ex and their points of view, by being uncooperative. Or perhaps during the marriage you were controlled a lot, and now you're breaking out of that. You want to take a stand because you never spoke up for yourself during the marriage. Or you just want to run away from the control. You'd rather lose all your assets than have to confront your spouse. All of this is reactionary ways of behaving. And you do not want to live your life out of reactions. You want to live your life out of responses. To free yourself from the compulsion to react, you will need to release some of your more highly charged emotions. You're going to need to get to know yourself better so that you are not acting unconsciously and without control. What you need to do is find healthy processes to come to terms with the past and learn from the past, while at the same time, separate the divorce from the marriage. The divorce needs to be approached like a business matter, not a personal matter. You need to take the emotions out of it and remove compulsive patterns of behavior. This is what I help my coaching clients to do all the time. And if you know anything about my work, you know that I have a lot of respect for emotions. I don't deny them. I don't push them away. But you need to know where and how to use emotions and how to um, work with emotions. And you certainly don't want them just taking control of the things that you need to be addressing in a rational way. So the quick guide is to give you some reminders of things to bear in mind in order to disaster-proof your divorce. If you haven't downloaded the guide yet, you can do that on the website. Please bear in mind, this is a really quick guide, and there's a lot more I want to share with you. So stay tuned to future podcasts. And if you have specific questions about your matter, send through an email to me. I wish you all the best. Please take care of yourself. Please proceed carefully and make sure that you get all the support and help that you need. Take care, good luck, be well. If you want more information, come and visit me at naomidouglas.com.au or write naomi at naomidouglas.com.au.